Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message from the Kalamazoo, Michigan campus. For more info on the church, visit newdaycommunity.org. We don't always understand the value of church. So um, some of the things that I um, want you to think about as we go through this message is, why do I go to church? Why should I go to church? Why should I be a member of a local body of believers? You know, these are questions that other people might ask us. They might be questions that we ask ourselves. And uh, what's the difference in just attending a church and being a member of a church? And I think there's a great difference between just attending a church and being a member of a church. And, and it all speaks to the value, what, what, where you place your value. The more you value something, the more you will invest in that thing. And uh, have you ever had uh, conversations with yourself in your mind, think, um, questions that you might not be afraid to ask others, but you kind of talk about it and try to argue it out in your mind? Have you ever done that, or is that just me going crazy? <laughs> like, does anyone really care if I go to church? Sure. Does God really care if I go to church? <clears throat> is going to church maybe once a month or once on the holidays, maybe going to church only on the holidays, is that, isn't that enough? If I go to church on the days that I'm volunteering, shouldn't God be satisfied with that? Shouldn't the leaders be satisfied with just going to church on the days that I'm volunteering? Isn't that what church is all about? Sometimes we have questions like that. But the truth is God's thinking on the subject of value and our thinking on the subject of the value of church can be very drastically different. King David was a man who, the Bible says, was a man after God's own heart. Is that right? Yeah. And did you know that he loved going to church? He loved being in the temple of God. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit in a minute, but the real question, I think, becomes not why church, but what do we value in life? What is it that we value in life? Because what we value, what we believe in our hearts will determine our values, which determines our actions. Our actions always follow what we value in life. And so the real question is, what do we value in life? In Hebrews 6.21 it says, it's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is is the place you will most want to be and end up being. Again, that speaks to value, doesn't it? I have six points. They're not in any particular order. Uh, six points that I hope that I can get through this morning. I got through them just barely at the first service, so I hope uh, I'll get through them the second service. I did get lost a couple times in my notes because I had to shorten some things. Uh, but I have six reasons or reasons why I value church and value membership, being a committed member to a local body of believers. I hope that it will encourage you uh, to think about the value of church and the value of being committed to a local body of believers. Uh, the first thing is it tells people what we value. It tells people what you value. And this is where uh, I talked about King David earlier. He said in Psalms 84.10, he said, A single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. 
I would rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my God than live the good life in the home of the wicked. Amen? Amen. I like uh, in the Message Bible, it says it this way. One day spent in your house, this beautiful place of worship, beats thousands spent on Greek island beaches. How many of you can say that? I'd rather scrub floors in the house of my God than be honored as a guest in the palace of sin. So again, it not only speaks, David's not only talking about wanting to be in the house of God, but he's actually talking about wanting to serve and be committed to what's happening in the house of God. Uh, this is, it really expresses how I feel. You know, I grew up going to church. And uh, at, part of it was because my mom made me. But part of it was, you know, as I grew and as my relationship with Jesus grew, it was just a place where I enjoyed being. Uh, I remember even as a teenager, I would go to church and I would help the pastor paint the building, you know, spend time with the pastor cleaning toilets, you know, and I'm still cleaning toilets, but just never gets out of your blood, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but... I enjoy going to church. It's something that I value very much. It's something that even, you know, my kids didn't always enjoy going to church, but they, now I can see in their lives, they value church. They value being committed to something. So I don't go because I'm the pastor. I think God made me the pastor just because I was always in church, and so he thought, well, we've got to find some use for him, so <laughs> let's make him the pastor. You know, even when I, you know, I just, I loved going to church. And did you know that Jesus loved going to church? In fact, he got in trouble with his parents because he was going to church too much. Do you remember the story? His parents went to Jerusalem. They're on their way out. And they misplaced Jesus. They're thinking, where is he? What happened to my son? How can you misplace God? You know, and so they had to go back to Jerusalem. They're looking all over for Jesus, and they finally find him where? In the temple. In the temple, at church. And this is what they said in Luke 2, 48. First, uh, Luke 2, 48 to 49, he says, His parents didn't know what to think. Son, his mother said to him, Why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic, searching for you everywhere. Jesus is getting rebuked. We shouldn't be too upset when we get rebuked. Even Jesus got rebuked, right, from his parents. But why did you need to search, Jesus asked. Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? If Jesus found value in going to church, should we not find value in God's house? I think um, being committed, being a member of a local body is like marriage. Well, you know, I think somebody said that's kind of scary, but it really is kind of like marriage. I married my wife because I wanted to spend the rest of my days with her. I wanted to build a relationship with her, and she would, became more valuable to me than any other women on the planet. And so I wanted to be with her. Isn't that what church is like? We value 
the people that come here, we value what's happening in this church, and so we commit ourselves to that church. But what happens if I have a fight, if I have an argument, if I have an offense or a disagreement with my wife? Do I say, well, I'm going to go look for a new spouse? You know, if I was going to look for a new spouse, I'd be looking for a new spouse almost every day sometimes. Because in the early days, there were a lot of things we had to work out being so close together every day, right? In church is the same way. When we have a disagreement or we have an offense, do we choose to work it out? Do we choose to forgive? Do we choose to love each other beyond the offense? And that's what church is about. That's what marriage is about. And so there's a correlation there that we are actually marrying into a family, a spiritual family. Otherwise, you have an offense and you say, well, I'm going to get a divorce or I'm going to go look for a new mate. We don't do that as married couples. Anyways, I hope we don't do that as married couples. You know, we're committed to one another. So when you're committing to a local church, you're saying, I value this church. I value the leadership team. I value the vision and the mission. And I want to commit myself to that vision and mission. I want to commit myself to these people. Number two is we value church because people are important. That's right. We value people. We value we value those who come regularly and we value those guests who come who are searching for something, right? We value them. We, being a committed member, being valuing your church means you value the people that come, both those who come every week and those who are just come looking. Um, in Hebrews, the writer says in um, Hebrews 10, 23 to 25, it says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Even in the weeks when we're not volunteering, there's something that each one of us that has that somebody else needs. And so when we see that, then it shows that we are valuing the people around us. If we just only come to receive for ourselves, then we've missed the whole point. Because Jesus came, what? He came to serve. He he died for our sins. He came, uh, even at the Last Supper, he washed the disciples' feet. He said, "This, this is what it's all about. It's loving each other. It's laying down our lives for others. We attend church not just for ourselves. Paul reminded us not to neglect the meeting together because meeting together, we can encourage one another, we can pray for one another, we can meet needs for one another that somebody else might not be able to meet, but you can, but you won't know their need unless you're here. Is that right? So coming to church, coming to church is not just about what we can receive from God, but also what we can give to Him and to others that come. 
God wants us to be involved. And, and Jesus said in Luke, Luke 6.38, and I like the Message Bible for this verse too, he says, give away your life, you'll find life given back. But not merely given back, given back with bonus and blessing. How many love bonuses? <laughs> I do. And giving, not getting, is the way. Generosity begets generosity. If you're a generous person, you, you receive. You know, God brings out blessings that only come when you're being generous to others with your time, with your resources, with what you value. Number three is God meets us in a very special way. When we come to church, the value of church is that God meets us in a very special way. We value his presence because his presence comes in a way that doesn't come when we're out there by ourselves. And we read this at the beginning. For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. This seems like such a simple statement, but there's something significant that happens when God's people gather together. Miracles happen that only happen when we're gathered together. The presence of God is, is, is so different when we're together than when we're out by ourselves. Why do you think that so many countries ban people gathering together? You know, you go, we, we have churches that are being planted like even in Iran and in places where if they find out you're dead the next day or you're in prison being tortured. But yet they go in as workers and then they start sharing the gospel with people. But they have to be secret about gathering together. Why is that? Because they're afraid of what God's going to do. Yeah. Right? So when we're gathering together, we're, we're declaring, God, you're going to do something great here. We believe that signs and wonders and miracles are going to take place because we gather together. There's, this, there's a difference in his presence when we gather together. Even James, Pastor James said in uh, 5, 14 to 15, he said, Are you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. That all happened because we're gathered together. Is that right? Healing, miracles. We pray every Sunday. We try to pray for signs and wonders and miracles, believing that God is going to touch people in a way that only he can do it. And we, we pray for healings. We pray that lives would be touched, lives would be changed because we're gathered here together to worship him and honor him and to serve one another. Do you believe God wants to do miracles in your midst? Yes. It happens when we're in unity, that we gather together in unity with the same vision, with the same purpose, with the same mission. Number four is it is a statement to God and to others that he is first and that this church that I attend comes first in my life. It talks about, again, it talks about value. 
What is it that we value? Uh, when we say we're coming to church on Sunday, when we're giving our first day of the week to the Lord, we're saying, I'm giving this to you so that the rest of my week I can be more prosperous because I've put you first. And everybody else knows that you come first in my life. And that shows, again, the value that we place on what? On church. Matthew 6.21. It's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is is the place you will most want to be and end up being. Does that make sense to you? It's, it's, it's all about what do we value in life. When we value church, we want to be in church. We want to be connected. What if you go out to talk to somebody and just say, you know, I go to church on, on, on Sundays over, over here at New Day, but you know, I, whenever I have time, I go to church, and it's really good. What does that speak to you about value? Well, why do you only go once in a while? If you really value it, why are you only going once in a while? But if you go to someone and say, hey, man, I go to church every Sunday. God does miracles. God is just moving in this church. There's healings taking place. People's lives are changed. What does that speak about value? You know, God... People can see what we value by how we talk and by what we do. And so when we're members, when we value something enough, we want to be committed to that something. You know, I value my wife enough that I want to be committed to her. Now, if we're only living together, what does that say how much I value her? I know if I have a fight, I can just leave because there's no commitment there. There's no responsibility there. But when I'm committed, I'm married to her, again, it, it shows that I truly value her. And that's what church is all about, is valuing what God values. Again, in, in Psalms 84.10, it says, a single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. Do you feel that way? Yeah. I feel that way. There's no place that I love being is in church, and I love telling people about how good our church is. We have a good church. You have a good church. I love coming to this church. There's no place I'd rather come when I come to the States than come to this church because I value the people here. I've built relationships with many of you. The fifth reason we value church is because we love to do life together, doing life together, loving, serving, growing together. You know, the Bible in Acts, it talks about the believers formed a community. A community speaks of relationship. A community talks about being committed to one another. Um, the believers formed a community. In Acts 2, 42, it says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. When people put their faith in Jesus, they formed a community. They formed relationships. They formed lifelong relationships. Probably many of them didn't know each other. But yet, once they came to Christ, 
there was an instant connection and an instant community that was formed. Being a part of a community allows us to do life together. And some people, they have what I call a spare tire, um, spare tire relationship with the church. Now, what's a spare tire? We all have spare tires in our cars, but it's not something we think about, right? But if we have an emergency, we're happy that the spare tire is there. We get the spare tire out. How many people come to church only when they have an emergency and then when the emergency is over, they put it back and say, well, it's not that important anymore because now my life is going down fine. But when we have a commitment to a local body, every Sunday is important. Every day is important. Doing life together is important. God created us to do life together. We weren't made to live this Christian life on our own. And I love Pastor Anthony's message last night. He talked about uh, people who are on their own are just wolves' food for sheep. When a sheep gets by itself, they're lion meat, they're wolves' meat, right? And that's so true because what happens to a pile of coal? If you have a pile of coal, it produces warmth. It produces heat, right? But what happens if you take one piece of coal out? What happens to that one piece? It goes out very, very quickly because it needs that pile to stay on fire. We need each other to stay on fire. When we get separated is when we burn out. And eventually, if you get separated for too long, you completely burn out and you stop going to church. And what happens? Second um, Peter 2.20, Peter talks about this. And when people escape from the wickedness of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and then get tangled up and enslaved by sin again, what happens? They are worse off than before. That's what happens when we stop being committed to a local body of believers and we just get out there on our own. We end up getting tangled up again in the wickedness of the world. And Peter says you're worse off than you were when you first started believing in Jesus. That's, you know, that's something really deep to really think about because that's scary. If we stop coming to church to be with our spiritual family, there is a danger that we will get tangled and enslaved by sin again. We keep each other accountable. We keep encouraging one another to follow God. But when we don't have that, what happens? We get entangled again. We get tempted in ways that God never intended us to be tempted. In uh, Hebrews, how am I doing on time? <laughs> Matthew 5, 13, it says, you are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? No. It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. Is that our desire, is to live worthless lives? 
Of course not. We want to be salt, right? So how do we stay salty? By staying connected in a local body of believers. My last point. God has called us to build together. Valuing church means we value building something, building the kingdom of God together. And one of the catchphrases that we use at our church a lot and that we tell each other a lot is that we are better together. Can you tell your neighbor, we are better together? No, don't tell me. Tell your neighbors. <laughs> we are better together, right? We can do more things together than we can do on our own. Even the mighty men of valor in David's time, when they were working together, they destroyed kingdoms, right? They conquered kingdoms. We are better together. Every part of the body is important. Every part, every single person, I don't care if you're, I don't know who's the oldest person here, maybe my mom, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether you're 90 or whether you're five years old, or even younger, every person brings value and something that the church needs. It doesn't matter how old you are. You never lose value, no matter how young you are or no matter how old you get. Each person brings value to the house of God. We need to remember that, that each person, we need to look at each other and say, hey, you have value in this house. You have value in my life. We have value because God has made us valuable. In Ephesians 4.16, he says he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Now, how can he fit everything perfectly if one or two are missing? Have you ever put a puzzle, puzzle together and then realized there's a couple pieces missing? It drives you crazy. <laughs> Now what do I do? <laughs> you know? Every, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It's not about having a title. It's not about getting thank yous. Because sometimes we don't have a title and sometimes we don't get thanked for what we do. But are we doing it for him? Are we doing it for the body of Christ? Or are we just doing it to puff ourselves up? We build, we come to build together. And he says in 1 Corinthians, in fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually more necessary. I think we lose sight of that sometimes. That some of the, some of the people that come to our church, maybe they don't seem like they do much, but actually they're necessary. And we miss it. We will not be a victorious church unless we're joined and committed to a local body of believers. God has a special plan for you as a local body of believers. He has a, they have, he has a vision and a mission. And it's only when we're committed in unity that God can fulfill that, can, can, can fulfill that vision and mission in this, in this city. 
And it's because of your unity and because of your vision and mission that you have blessed us so much. You know, we have been so blessed by many of you. We have built relationships with many of you because there's been that, that building together, even in Japan. And I have a few pictures. Um, this was a, a small meeting. Uh, some of our apostolic leaders came and uh, they wanted to evaluate how healthy we are as a church. Now that always gets a little scary because you were wondering, what am I doing wrong? You know, I'm sure I'm doing something wrong and am I going to be humble enough to receive to do something different than I'm doing? But praise God, we came through with a, they said we're a very healthy church. So we were very excited about that. And you can thank yourselves. Don't just clap for us. Clap for yourselves because you are a part of why we are healthy. Amen? You are. Um, during the summertime, we had a children's lock-in, and uh, we had a lot of, uh, we had a few guests. And uh, at the end of the lock-in, we had, I think, about six to eight kids who uh, got saved and wanted to be baptized. And so we're uh, reconfirming them. We're, we're trying to say, can you articulate why do you want to be baptized? And those who can actually articulate why they want to be baptized, uh, we're going to baptize them for Christmas. And I think we've got four or five kids that will be baptized uh, during our Christmas service. And uh, so we're really excited about that. Uh, our our uh, Sunday school ministry team is doing such a great, great job. And uh, we also had youth camp uh, where all of our Every Nation churches in Japan gathered together in uh, a YMCA out in the countryside uh, close to Mount Fuji and uh, really got on fire for God again, really uh, understood. They talked about uh, the sacrifice that uh, Jesus made for each one of us. And uh, they just came back so on fire for God. And uh, it's you know, these things were possible because of your guys' support, your prayers, your love. And uh, our church uh, greets you and says hello and thank you. Uh, this was uh, when uh, our apostolic team was here. Um, Kaku's mom and dad is here in the middle. Uh, even among their health issues and stuff, we've been able to bring them every Sunday to church. And uh, her dad is so cute, clapping his hands during the worship. And... <laughs> been sleeping during the message. I don't know, I don't know why that is. Uh, we took another family picture, but they didn't want to get up, so we uh, just included them at the table. Um, and uh, then uh, we just had a youth night uh, not too long ago, and I think it was the, the biggest outreach and the most people that we've had come to a, our youth night. And uh, what we do at our youth night is uh, we choose what uh, they're going to have for dinner, and then they cook it together. And so we make different dishes together, and they, they cook a meal together, eat together, and then uh, after the meal, uh, we gather together in a circle, and uh, we have a short devotional time. And uh, after the devotional time, we'll play a, a game or two, depending on the time. And... Uh, uh, just the last one, uh, one new Japanese university student uh, just was so thankful for coming. It was his first time to our church, and uh, he 
And on, that was on Saturday night. And then on Sunday, he went to his friend from university. They have a, he goes to church in a city that's like an hour more, more than an hour away from us. So he went with them. He got saved that day. But um, the city where he got saved is so far away, he started coming to our church because he enjoyed our youth night. He enjoyed the people. He made connections in our church. And so now he's been coming every Sunday. Uh, we had a big, uh, uh, because we have a four-story building, we had a big cleaning day uh, Sunday, which was yesterday. And um, praise God, we weren't there this time for the cleaning. <laughs> we had enough people who really just put the work into cleaning all four floors. And even the new youth were there uh, cleaning our entrance area and uh, scrubbing the floors and getting them ready to wax. And uh, people, they said, just people had a good time. It was hard work, but they just had a good time just working together to clean the church up. And uh, so we were really blessed. And... Uh, so I really do want to thank you all because you have loved us, you have uh, uh, financially supported us for so many years, and uh, we had hoped that we would be self-sufficient by this time in our lives, but uh, we're still not there yet, and so we just appreciate all your support, all your love, all your prayers. Uh, it has made a difference, and we are building together because we value local church. Amen? Yeah. Amen. God bless you.